It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down An American loser the day I was born Hey, I think it's working. Alright, I think we're live. Alright, good. Uh, guys, welcome to uh, welcome to the Branch Division. Uh, <laughs> season, man. No David Koresh jokes here today. Uh, it's the two-year anniversary of American Loser, so... Uh, Oh, hi. that's even fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> My own <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> who has that annoying nasally voice? Oh, it's me. That's that's who it is. So, uh, if you guys don't know, you should know. Uh, the show is uh, two years old. Officially, it's the podcast that puts the spotlight for a minute in second place. Uh, we're live here. All the important people um, are either watching with us or here in studio with us today. So, of course, uh, my dilf of a dad, Larry Burke. Hey, Edwin. There we go. We're we're doing for it, Jeff. It's uh, two years. He still hasn't learned how to. Use, there's no mic diction for him. He hasn't figured it out. You said uh, about the, you know, the British Davidian. Well, we are drinking our own special Kool-Aid. <laughs> that was Jonestown. Get your uh, oh, that's get, right. Get your false Messiah complexes yeah. right, please. Sorry. Please. Um, but no, we're excited. We're here at a shared universe podcast studio where Kahuna is apparently now living. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we came in on Usually you see the homeless curled up on the sidewalk. <laughs> Here the homeless are curled up on the couch. Well, we walked in, just so you guys know, and also real quick, just to introduce our guest, friend of, uh, great friend. Honest to God, the show doesn't exist without you, because you let me pitch no. all this stuff to you. So, uh, Mark Riccadonna here. Hey, of, everybody. Of drinks, jokes, and storytelling, so he's yeah. pretty happy. It's recorded <laughs> here at Shared Universe. You do now, because man. Because of you. And I was a guest on your show. You guys have a great show too, man. And uh, the Kahuna is involved with that one as well. Kahuna, I, I'm. We collected, uh, you know, all these weird memories, and ninety percent of them you're uh, uh, the central part of. So it's ninety percent. Ninety percent. But I think now it's the strangest one where I had to come to terms with how long you guys were possibly staring at me while I was sleeping on this tiny ass couch. Which, if you saw. If I turned the camera over and people looked at, they'd they'd probably have questions too. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, but people when you're tired, you you, you can just fall asleep kind of anywhere. So Kona, you didn't make that thing a couch. You made it love seat. <laughs> <laughs> it was very amusing though. It's gonna be little cushions hopping around soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're putting in the extra hours here tonight with us, man. So uh, thank you for that. You were the sound engineer for our very first episode back when we were on the third floor of this building. Oh, wow. Which uh, this building, let right. me tell you. Way back when in the... What, what's a word you want to use? The inaugural. To describe this building, Dad. <laughs> this building? Scary. Uh, <laughs> dilapidated. Yeah. Uh, well, they want to see if the Kahuna is going to make a visual appearance. Uh, you know what? Maybe. Uh, Maybe it's in need of a little TLC. We'll put it that way. Hey, Mike Harrington popped in. Here we go. Stu Greenberg, Milwaukee Tom just popped in too. You Chris Holbeck's there. Nick Franco. <laughs> we got a good crew. 
Look who's coming around. Happy Happy second am I getting a hug? Oh, <laughs> there we go. What's up, people? Uh, a, a COVID hug. A COVID yeah, hug. yeah, that's, that's right. what I. <laughs> we'll put the full body condoms on later on. By the way, when are we getting "Don't Fuck with Tr" shirts? I really do. I actually do want that. Merch is being worked <laughs> oh. on. We got ideas. We got ideas, man. But. uh no, this is fun. It's uh, I'm very happy you're here, Mark. Uh, you know, getting to do the show with you, old man, is pretty good, though. All right, you're you good, like that. You're a very good podcast partner. Right. So. Good. That's good. my favorite part when I describe the show to my friends. I go, "It's a father son who loved history together their whole lives, and now they're doing a podcast." Well, we're all mentally uh, defective in some some way or other. <laughs> You ain't wrong. <laughs> I love how that's how you look at it. <laughs> We've done some stuff though, man. This was uh, since the last anniversary because I got I wrote down all the uh, topics we cover. We're gonna try to rank some of the losers here uh, to see who stands out to who. And uh, my saint of a mother, Sandy Burke, actually also ranked her losers. She listens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, she listens to every episode unless they're just too long, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not your fault. You missed out on Orson Welles. That's constructive. He was the go-to. That was. <laughs> yeah. Orson Welles, two hours, 20 minutes, and I think we skipped some stuff. All right? Just, yeah, we left a lot of stuff out. <laughs> if we really wanted to make that a long one, we really could have made that a long Did we talk one. about his, his attempt at making his own version of a late night show? Orson Welles's? Because he made a pilot for one. I don't know if we discussed it on air. I don't think so. Oh, man, there's so much more. Well, we're going to have some fun today. you got some casting couches to do, buddy. All right? got end-of-the-year casting couches. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, we got some good stuff. The comments are popping back in here. Hey, Pete. Stu. <laughs> Stu, the Ben Franklin of the, uh, the, the loser crew. <laughs> he really is. He's our, uh, he's our Ben Franklin there. Hey, Matt Dalzell, good guy right there. Matt Dalzell, as I recall, first Patreon member we ever had, too, I think. Really? Yeah. Good man right over there. So. In the inaugural. We still have some fun over on Patreon. We got uh, some fun stuff coming up. Uh, we got two. It's going to be, uh, oof, Chris Hollenbeck. You're making mistakes, buddy. You just yeah, hey, Sandy. You better get that spell yeah, checked. Yeah, that I-E is very That's important. S-A-N-D-I-E. <laughs> Not D-Y. Get it right. But this <laughs> is crazy. We're feeling the love. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. Good comments. The comments are beautiful right now. We're getting a lot of nice stuff from people. Um, but uh, Patreon is where we're doing our bonus content. We're having fun with those over there. We got two killer bonus episodes coming out. Uh, I shouldn't even say bonus. I should say Patreon exclusive. Patreon baby. exclusive, right? We're not giving any, anything away free here. That's like awesome. <laughs> yeah, so for five bucks a month, you can get all sorts of extra stuff. But these are uh, cool. I'm happy to be a part of all this one. Uh, and again, also, uh, they're in the other room right now. Very weird, by the way, because we walked in. Mark has a podcast here. Right. And uh, Mark's standing out in the hallway when we came in because he didn't know that Kahuna was asleep on the couch. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to disturb his slumber. Oh it's OK if you woke me up because I but I'm actually kind of proud of well, myself. We, like, up. we have to get you get your uh, beauty sleep because, dude, you need some. <laughs> oh, man. What are you throwing jabs at the boy for? Uh, <laughs> Look at the face. Look at the face. <laughs> who, who bought you the headphones today? OK, that's true. That's okay. <laughs> we love that's you. True. Well, just so you guys you know the, the, weird, the, ones uh, love. the weird sequence of events for us. <laughs> and Andy Hyrule just left my favorite comment ever. Worst OnlyFans I've ever seen. <laughs> Hyroller, by the way, is uh, the guest who, uh, he's just a golden goose for uh, weird loser topics. He came on for Edward Bernays, and that is our most popular episode we've ever done. Really? Yeah, that was, that's nice. the first episode we ever had to crack the... Uh, the and, 
uh, an extra digit um, got uh, added to everything. <laughs> so pretty cool over there, man. But uh, just so people know the weird sequence of events, we showed up here. You and me get out of the truck. We come upstairs. Mark's out in the hallway. And I'm like, oh, shit. I wonder if the studio is even open right now. And then we walk in and you can't hear anything. And Mark warned us that Mike and Ming are in the studio next door to us. And they're hanging out uh, doing something. We walked in. I, I'm not hearing anything. And all of a sudden, you just hear Ming out of nowhere. How's my dick taste? <laughs> Oops. Oh, okay. They were talking about In-N-Out Burger, and then it went to how it's dick taste. Yeah, very serious about his fast food, good old Ming Chen. But no, him and Mike are next door right now. That's interesting. Then we walk in here, and then Kahuna's asleep on the couch. It's just been a weird day, but you know but what? he wasn't just asleep on the couch. We walked in and started getting our stuff ready, and your dad goes, <laughs> and we turn and look and just see Kahuna on the couch <laughs> making sweet, sweet love. That's a- <laughs> and then he goes, oh shit, KP's, KP's podcast. Yep. He turns around and we're all standing there like... <laughs> <laughs> you guys were so eerily quiet. Like, it was bad. Like, I didn't hear the door open and usually, like, I'm not a heavy sleeper. So, like, stuff like that will wake me up. But the fact that you guys walked in so quietly it was just <laughs> the creepiest thing you were cutting some serious z's there my friend yeah yeah i like that you woke yourself i'm just curious because if you didn't know that we were in the room yet uh that's how i know that you actually do love us and it's not all just for show it's not, <laughs> we're not just good clients over here because you're like oh uh <sighs> shit kp's show i was waiting for you to talk it's like this fucking this never assholes. never 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 <laughs> this jerk off and his just, dad are going to talk about the Roosevelts again, aren't they? <laughs> that's what I use my OnlyFans for, people. <laughs> Sign up, Bitcoiner. My wife was watching a show last night uh, called uh, Lovecraft, and right when she she was like, "You want to watch it with us?" and I was like, "I already heard the episode." <laughs> there you go. She said, that's, "I don't think it's the same thing." Old HP Lovecraft. No. Yeah, it, it's different because it's uh. That's what's fun about the show too, though, is that we find weird things and you figure out where they're connected to. So, again, we're trying to talk about the happy stuff with Lovecraft because me and my father are trying to do the history side of it. And then Jack Steiger, who was our guest for that episode, is just he is the Obi Wan Kenobi of <laughs> Lovecraft knowledge. I mean, yeah. he was he was very interesting. Oh man, his comments are getting concerning now. <laughs> oh come on! Yeah, I know. I know what the fuck they do to people at parties, because, yeah, Kahuna was one of those people. By the way, uh, uh, Jason is a, a Jersey dude, so we always like uh, that weird connection, too, you know? Um, Lose receptions. That, oh. Well, it's fun. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask you, Kahuna, is there anybody in your head that stood out this past year? Um, now, I know it's hard to keep track of time. We had the whole pandemic thing going on. As he far as dead, like Jersey connections? Of, uh, well, no, I was going to say loser topics in general. I wrote oh, them all down. As like standouts? Well, yeah. You wrote them down from our our first anniversary show, right? This wasn't the complete list of everything. Yeah, this done. is from the this is last anniversary the show year, we did. Right. Yeah. So. Um, for sure, Orson Welles. Because that one, it was... Because that one I was able to tie in with the Muppets. So, you know, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> but not him. Um... The one we were just recorded for, for Patreon, the exclusive, that actually turned out to be a really cool episode because I there were some things in there that I did. I'll find out that soon. Uh, Smedley Butler. Uh, Smed was the. It's the real life Captain America. Smedley Butler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smedley Butler. Um, Smedley and Butler. then the the one. Emperor of 
San Francisco. I forgot. Emperor Norton. Emperor That's Norton. Uh, crap, I'm blanking it. No now, pressure because like, you're those, killing it right now. Yeah, those, really. Are, <laughs> those are like some of my favorites, and I know if I think further and like see a list, I'll be like, okay, that is a good one. That's another good one. Just but, so people know, well, they're all that. good ones. You, well, let's Ooh. get that out of the way right yeah. from the get go. They're all I'm gonna good just ones, read this. Who are you? And what have you done with Larry Burke? <laughs> 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 I just want to read this comment to you. Just check. There's a big Kahuna only fans page <laughs> that was active 41 minutes ago. Is this the launch party? <laughs> <laughs> and my boy Harrington is. Is that why he's so sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, of, Chris, mind your business. You're part of the show, all right? There's no way around that one, man. It's um, This one was interesting. So if you're in on our Patreon, here's what we got right now. This is the stuff we've covered on Patreon so far. Uh, we covered uh, Huey Long, who was absolutely... I've, I've had people say that that was like one of our masterpieces, the Huey Long episode, because that guy's life was bizarre. Give us a, uh, the elevator pitch of who is... Huey Long? Yeah. yeah. A, a man no, was, Howie Long. No, Huey... <laughs> Huey was in short. Let's see how how, how brief we can uh, overcome this real oh, quick. I'm that, out on that then. <laughs> no, nah, that's with the details. That's what you're good at, dude. Uh, he was governor of Louisiana, and he was like the party boss. If anything was going to happen in Louisiana, you had to go through Huey Long. The boss later of the South. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Boss you see, the, of see the what South. brevity looks like? <laughs> <laughs> If you know who Boss Tweed is, but um, <laughs> he later became a senator for Louis, uh, the great state of Louisiana and initially was a supporter of FDR and then later became a, a rival of FDR with some of his, uh, some people would say, social ideas as to uh, the way things ought to, ought to really be run, <laughs> which is basically he was king of the king of Louisiana. <laughs> he was a benevolent dictator if right. there ever was yeah. one. It was, uh, yeah, he ran uh, Louisiana the same way that Ace Rothstein ran the casino in Casino. Uh, when De Niro's character, for those who can't think of it, it's a, <laughs> oh, I'm food and beverage manager now. I don't know, okay, <laughs> terrifying. And he walked, he looked out for the little guy, but at the same time, he was lining his pockets too. But, but you know, who does the little guy? Yeah, the little guy benefited by having him there as long as you were part of uh, Huey's machine, you were well taken care of. And for just five dollars, we'll give you the entire episode over on Patreon. Commercial there break. <laughs> there you go. See what you missed out on. Other stuff we covered: the USS Maine, which, uh, by the way, that uh, we we broke it down pretty well. I thought on the Patreon episode that is a moment in history. Kind of like, I mean, obviously, it's we're uh, with history. You can put distance so that you don't have the emotion attached to it anymore because there's time and everything like that. So I think the Maine exploding probably shook up the fabric of the country and the world the same way that like 9-11 was a huge impact for everybody absolutely you know so the entire world feels you know the uh, uh impact of all of that so it's pretty interesting man it's uh also uh real quick nick franco just uh made a great uh he made a great joke right here mk ultra drink of champions <laughs> we were saying mk ultra sounds like a beer but really it's a cia program where they test out acid on everybody so <laughs> was another one now it's like holy crap <laughs> well we did that's how deep that day was too uh we had my buddy mike cannon come on uh and talk about it too and that's, that's right that video is up on uh our youtube page now actually i put that one up there uh mk ultra was wild dude it's uh yeah and that was something that uh again that was a, a freebie that wasn't a because you were just talking about patreon with huey long and the, and the main but 
MK Ultra was just a, a weekly uh, freebie. So there you go. Look what we're giving you guys for free. <laughs> Imagine what we would give you for five dollars. Okay. Really? What, were you, a, what would you think is one of those ones where you're doing research and you were like almost in awe that you were able to find a Jersey connection that kind uh, of sticks out? Jersey connections get interesting. My favorites when they happen naturally. But I'll tell you what, we're going to go right back into the Patreon for a second. The other episodes that we covered, the first one we did was uh, the Rosenbergs, right? The, uh, the, the father and son. Uh, I'm sorry. The no, fa- fa- <laughs> no, we're the father-son team. They were <laughs> a wife and husband couple right. that uh, got the death penalty. And they were stealing government secrets from a lab right over here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally next door. Yeah. You can't... If, if you say Fort Monmouth to anybody from New Jersey and you say that's where we were at, like, I could throw a football there. You really could. It's not crazy, man. But it's I mean, uh, I c- we're in the center of the universe, man. All right, that's why Mark <laughs> moved here. So. <laughs> Jason beat me to the joke. I was going to say, but he wrote for the price of an iced coffee. <laughs> my alternate punchline was going to be for half of a cup of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> You can I was going to say, for rate. half of what my OnlyFans monthly rate is, you can <laughs> you can sign up for the American Loser Patreon. Isn't, isn't that the name of your fans only page? Ice Cup of Coffee? That's a <laughs> Tall Ice Cup of Coffee? Uh, there's a <laughs> <laughs> I only know this because KP got a tramp stamp of that on his back. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I. Actually, somebody was asking me the other day, they said, when are you going to get uh, the American Loser logo tattooed on you? And I was like, this is not the first time I've thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I thought in my head, if a Teddy Roosevelt tattoo would be uh, interesting, but a William Jennings Bryan tattoo, I think that would confuse. I don't think a lot of tattoo artists are like, yeah, it's pretty common. You know, <laughs> William Jennings Bryan tattoo, what do you want, like riding a Harley or something? We'll figure. Let me guess, what's next? Barbed wire around the bicep? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, there's a bunch of others. Now, is that going to be a gold chain around the bicep or a silver <laughs> chain around the bicep for William Jennings Bryan? Speaking of tattoos, we have to say something. I thought it was, I was trying to write a bit the other day about uh, how interesting it's going to be to have the, eventually, if the things continue the way we think that they're continuing uh, in this country and we still have a president in like 100 years and tattoo culture keeps getting accepted the way that it is, we're going to have a president with a face tattoo one day. So I, I Googled it real quickly, just looking for the bit, not even doing American Loser research. Who is the first president to have a tattoo? Have we had one yet? And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. The <laughs> only president with a confirmed tattoo is Theodore motherfucking Roosevelt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yep. Teddy. Yeah. Teddy. So he's the guy, man. He, uh, he really was. Now, I hope it wasn't a tramp stamp, like you said. That would be, <laughs> that would be concerning. Got in prison. He got, it says Rough Riders right above his ass crack. <laughs> the buck stops here. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Can't stop the, the bull moose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the presidents who are in skull and crossbones, they would have tattoos, right? Uh, is they confirmed? Here's the, like, oh, are they like, willing to show it? Oh yeah, that's right? supposed to be. That's unseen. a secret society, right? Secret Imagine society. Teddy Roosevelt today, though. Teddy Roosevelt today couldn't be president because he would just tweet out whatever was happening. Oh god! Like, uh, yeah, Exxon Mobil takeover, whatever. They're being a bunch of jerk offs. <laughs> yeah. So I see paper and notes. Is there a loser tonight, or are we free flowing? I can get a loser if we're just rolling. Chris Hollenbach. Ah, Chris Hollenbach, a good man and a guest on. Uh, the episode about the San Patricios, 
and my buddy Charlie came in. That was another one we covered this year. Uh, if you don't know about the San Patricios, it's a weird thing where the uh, the Irish Americans, Irish Catholic Americans, were the most elite cannon fighting unit in uh, the history of uh, pretty much the history of the military, <laughs> the United States military. But they fought for Mexico. <laughs> yeah, well, they started they started working uh, for the U.S. U.S. soldiers, but uh, they were so badly mistreated. And then when <laughs> President Polk picked the fight with Mexico and started the Mexican-American War, uh, these guys changed sides because, hey, the guys on the other side of this river, they're going to church. We're not allowed to go to They have to Selma Hayek-looking <laughs> women over there. <laughs> right. We're leaving. And they got good drink and uh, good-looking women, and uh, we're allowed to go to church and confess all our sins and start all over again on Monday morning. <laughs> it ain't bad. That's like uh, somebody made the joke that that's why... Uh, uh, Italians and Irish always work out together because they meet at church on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> James just said Teddy Roosevelt has a tattoo of himself. I, <laughs> <laughs> James is good people too, man. I like that guy. That's <laughs> they finish up with uh, the Patreons that we put out there. I mean, so so we did Huey Long, we Huey did Long, the the, the Rosenbergs. We did the Rosenbergs. And then another gem that we put together, which was uh, about McCarthyism. Right in the same time frame as the Rosenbergs, actually, Mm -hmm. when we were fighting those dirty commies in the Cold War. And uh, yeah, McCarthyism. Which I thought was great, too, because now you mentioned it earlier, Lovecraft, HBO, right? And then they do the Roy Cohn documentary that came out on HBO, which is loosely tied into both McCarthyism. I mean, definitely McCarthyism, but also he's involved in uh, the Rosenbergs. Right, he was the, the chief prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, He's the reason that they had the death for penalty. For Joe McCarthy, yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, all those things wound up on HBO after we did something here first on American Loser, guys. <laughs> That's absolutely right. There's no way around that yeah. one. But, Damn HBO copying it's, us again. It's, it's like they heard us day. talking about Lovecraft and just de- <laughs> developed Lovecraft Country in a couple of months. Yeah. Right. They took that from us. That's just how it goes. It's like back in the day, Madison Avenue, they'd go to the comedy clubs, hear a comedian tell a good joke, tie it into a commercial, and they got a a raise for being so witty. Terrifying. (laughs) So, go to comedy clubs. We did. uh, Yeah, yeah, go to comedy clubs. If you can. Whatever it is. If you can. If you can find one, let us know. Yeah, really. It's starting to come back. It's uh, going to be very weird seeing the crowd wear face masks. That's going to be confusing. Isn't it weird that this is going to be an episode in the future? Talking about, remember these idiots were, (laughs) oh, they had a pandemic. They had a... They were wearing masks, running around, closing schools. We had absolutely nothing to do. The only thing we could do is get onto our computer and listen to these idiots sitting around the table <laughs> talking about shit they already did. <laughs> well, it was chaos because you flew up uh, every year. Um, you guys go down to Florida. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so I started bringing guests in, my friends. You know, Mark's been a guest a bunch of times. Uh, the, the cousins always come on, which is nice. Right. But... Uh, and Carrie, when she's out of jail again, will come back on uh, inevitably. Happy about that part. Um, but it was chaos because we didn't know. We missed a couple of, I think there's like maybe a month where we just couldn't do anything in here. And then finally, because Ming's cool and because Cahoon is a saint, we started sending texts out and putting out. I was like, hey, what do you guys think? Can we, can we come in and start just doing the show again? I need something. And uh, they, uh, they hooked us up, man. They came through for us big time. On right. Did you try one online one? Uh, I forgot how it went. We flirted with the idea of an online one, and it was just... Uh, uh, the energy was different. 
Well, yeah, also, you got to be in the room to get the chit-chat going for yeah, some reason. Yeah. That's as yeah. fun as it is to talk to people because, you know, Cannon was a great guest that way, but at least I had you in the room with me and he was with me. So yeah. there's some sense of normalcy, but it sure. was it was chaos, man. It was uh... <laughs> it's really weird to be Zooming or, you know, I'm seeing people in the Brady Bunch fashion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Trying to have a conversation a with Mike Brady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm doing it as a bit now, too. It's funny, but uh, um, it was interesting that uh, I did a, uh, a Zoom show recently for uh, Chrissy Mayer, who's a, a good comic, really good comic, good person, uh, and just an excellent host. She's very good with that stuff. So she has a show. Uh, it was called Never Have I Ever, and it was drinking games that you play. I thought it was going to be all comics. So I remember being all excited. I opened up the you know my computer or whatever, um, and I set myself upstairs uh, in the office. And uh, it, I got excited feeling like a show night, right? And I put on like my little uh, button down shirt <laughs> and I get in front of the computer. No pants, but a shirt. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> what are you doing that honey pot? That's it. <laughs> when it's me, it's Gimme the Pooh. <laughs> Gimme the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, piglets. <laughs> Oh my but I sit there in front of the computer and I open up the Zoom invite and uh, I had forgotten that this girl Chrissy is also friends with a lot of porn stars, right? <laughs> and she didn't tell me that a, a porn star whose work I'm familiar with was going to be in the Zoom chat with us. So I open it up and I see that girl's face in the box, like you were saying, and then the first thing that popped into my head was did I leave a tab open? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I did the same show, and there was a porn star, like two porn stars, and like a guy who looked like he he was a podcaster, but he was like looked like he was left out for a little too long. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and I'm looking around like oh, I'm gonna be the like nerd in this group. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the only one not drinking. <laughs> like, Have you ever blown a guy on a rocket ship on the way to? They're all oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, and for more content just like that please check out kahuna's only fans um, oh <laughs> uh, no yeah that was a uh, just chaos that way here's my thing dad i was thinking about this earlier if you and i it's fun to do the show with you the research can be stressful sometimes why because i can't do anything that in easy way or uh you know <laughs> i have to make something very difficult for myself would you start something like that now yeah you've never done that in your entire life That's... the easy way <laughs> well what about it though that uh let's jump into the deep end yeah here comes that we do deep dives on this i did not mean to do this to you you are a retired shop teacher okay uh you're an avid reader industrial educator there <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing we set ourselves up where it's like, we could do a podcast, and everyone's like, the beauty of a podcast is you just plug the microphones in and talk. And we're like, no, we need to drive an hour both ways right. to get there, to hang out with everybody. We need to have uh, all sorts of other chaos. And uh, why not make ourselves write a, a fucking term paper every week for the rest of our lives? <laughs> so we try. We had a comment said, the other I mean, day. In all the years teaching, I've never done research for a lesson plan. American <laughs> loser. <laughs> Oh my God, but you go down these various rabbit holes and like, holy shit, I didn't know that. And like, oh, there's a Jersey connection or whatever the, whatever the case might be. Like, 
That's the most yeah. fun ones when they fall <clears> into the lap. The interconnects between all these different losers, too, whether they're from the same time period or, you know, you fast forward 20 years later and now this this new loser this is doing the losers. same shit that some, <laughs> some other loser did, you know, in, in his grandfather's uh, era, if you will. Um, You'll yeah. be destined to repeat yourself, right, if you don't history, know history. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Chaos is the word. We're living it. We uh, we get to research all the time. This is the thing that uh, I my favorite takeaway from doing the show, too, is that uh, everyone always tries to say, well, things were different back then. Not really. Not really. Uh, <laughs> just less reporting yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, done some deep dives. Doing this show for the past two years, if you think fake news was something that's new, that's new, new just, and current. It's just shit. a new name. We've Yeah, it's just somebody else calling the, a new name for the same old shit that whoever was controlling the media, whether the media was a newspaper or a radio or a television or whatever. Um, it's the know, same shit with Botox. the same shit. What was the biggest aha moment? To both of you, where it was just like, oh, like the biggest, oh my god! I've had a couple of times where I'm like, because some of our research, and I'll admit it, we do use Wikipedia, right? We're both donors to Wikipedia too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We're You're a source now. We're He's an author, right? It's a uh, well, Tammany Hall uh, got written up uh, by a friend of the show. Uh, got us uh, submitted in there, so we're actually in the reference section for uh, Tammany Hall on Wikipedia. The American Lizard wow. Podcast did a three part series. Um, Tammany Hall was one of the first times I saw it, but you're scrolling through reading Wikipedia or a book or anything like that, and you're just like, there's, with, with Wikipedia, it's funny, too, because you're like, there's, somebody definitely edited this. They're trying to be funny. Like, Teddy Roosevelt, there's no way that he drank a gallon of coffee a day. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, no, he drank a gallon of coffee every day. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, I guess we were doing, in the first year, we were doing uh, the thing on uh, professional boxing. And came to realize that Teddy Roosevelt would bring boxers into the White House and he would spar with professional <laughs> boxers, go a few rounds with TR. And he broke a he broke something, right? That was hidden from the from the public. One of his eyes didn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He was blind in one eye because he got the <laughs> he landed a haymaker. Just picture Tyson and Trump hanging out, just doing yeah, a little really. spar oh, session. I'd pay money for that. I'd pay a lot of money to watch That's that. ridiculous. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd pay that <laughs> um, Actually, Nick Franco just mentioned it on there, too. Uh, like Hearst. Yeah. Uh, William Randolph Hearst. That was the guy. He was the Rupert Murdoch of his day. Um, true story that will come out in an episode eventually. But uh, Annie Oakley. Right, and you get your gun. Get your gun. So, very famous woman here. Uh, she was famous in her own lifetime too. But there's a charge, an allegation against her that she was uh, arrested for cocaine possession, right? Printed falsely by William Randolph Hearst because he just knew that the, at the time that they were looking for uh, news articles about uh, you know, essentially like when you walk through the grocery store and you see uh, you know what's the Enquirer sensationalism. Yeah, it'd be like a oh, Britney Spears, the meltdown. You know, it was pretty much they were trying to do that. That that was the you know the first kind of crack at it, if you will. But Annie Oakley uh, has been arrested for cocaine possession. She's out of control. Annie Oakley's like, I no, no, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> when did this? That's happen? all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if uh, if the story is better than the reality, uh, print the story. We could have gotten a couple of good songs out of it for the musical. That's all my theory was. <laughs> really. But what do you got? Any jaw drop moments for you um, to answer Mark's question? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, and it, it's hard because a lot of times you go down these different paths, and you find that the more shows that we do, the more interconnects you get from from previous episodes. Like, 
holy shit, like the USS Maine, which was a, um, a Patreon episode. My high school history book, yeah, you remember the Maine. That was like the battle cry. Like, remember the Alamo, remember the Maine. That's where I'm going to go in. And I never really realized the second part of that. And that was William Randolph Hearst mm-hmm. doing, remember the Maine and to hell with Spain. And he's been printing all these. Uh, he was a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> he was printing all these different uh, supposed atrocities that the Spanish government was imposing upon the, the Cubans. And, and then even in the construction of the main, I knew the main, I saw um, the main memorial, if you will, at, um, at Arlington National Cemetery when I was down there with a class trip, like right behind the Tomb of the Unknown, there's the main memorial where they have a, a piece of the, uh, of the main with the remains of a lot of the guys. Yeah. And it's, 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 a you, but you know, and then you start to tie that in, like Kev said before, with the nine 11, the nine 11 memorials that were, um, across this nation after after that. And the, you know, everybody's waving the flag and we're going to go get those dirty Arabs. Well, back in that day, we're going to go get those dirty Spanish and, and take care of things. And we're going to, I don't care how good their food <laughs> is. We're going to fight for the, the, our poor little uh, brothers, um, in Cuba, fight for their independence. Meanwhile, when we went to the peace treaty, uh, the Cubans weren't even involved. It was just sitting down at the table between, uh, Spain and the U S and some of the other, um, European powers. And all the European powers were on the, on Spain's side. Like, who's this young American upstart that's you know picking a fight with Spain and kicking their asses, by the way? But and, and just different things that happened with that. That um, with Dewey going into Manila um, and kicking the shit out of the Spanish in in Manila. Now that gave us the Philippines and it gave us Guam and everything else. And how important did that become? you know, 40, 50 years later when the Japanese had taken over the Pacific and now we're in the Second World War, Philippines became pretty important. There can be literally sometimes 90 minutes that changes the entire course of history, which is pretty cool. So we've we've stumbled a couple of them. Yeah, it just, to me, that's the fascinating thing about um, the history, that what happened today, 20 years from now, is going to be like, holy shit, that that was really the start of it. (laughs) It happened today, but it, 20 years later, we've got some major repercussions from decisions that were made today. Well, it's uh, also, if you want to talk about it, we avoided it because it's just not, uh, we didn't want to you know, seem like we were capitalizing over it, but a lot of suggestions were uh, the Spanish flu episode that people wanted to have us do. Yeah. We've just avoided that one because it's like, I don't, I don't think I want to know how long that shit lasted. Maybe during a pandemic's not the time to try to talk about a pandemic <laughs> of yesteryear. Yeah. <laughs> but... The, the club, the comedy club, comedy magic club in Erie, Pennsylvania, has a picture of Houdini and uh, Keller, the two uh, magicians of the day, wearing masks during the the Spanish, Spanish flu epidemic. Really, and they're and they're just cups with strings tied to them. It's just like <laughs> a cup. like to thank our sponsors <laughs> really oh uh, yeah the studio that we uh we're just uh showering praise all over uh ran into a technical difficulty but uh the, some the of co- our listeners might remember orson wells with the war of the worlds and how could people believe that we're actually being attacked because they didn't go to commercial you're fired hey colin morin listen colin's a good man facebook 
decided to just tell me to go fuck yourself. So <laughs> it's nothing I can do. No, Dude, Kyle's a good buddy of mine. Asleep. We deployed to Dubai together with uh, Mezron 10. So that guy's a, a, an important friend of mine. Uh, I'll say this too, though. We're back in now. We got it figured out. And you know what? We took advantage of it. I peed. All right. <laughs> right <into the> bathroom. <laughs> Feeling better. Refilled beers. Took a leak. <laughs> yeah, we're allowing ourselves a couple of adult beverages here tonight, too. So that part's good. Uh, Some people think P stands for Patrick. Other people know what the KP really oof, means. Look at it. You know what it is? He's around too many comics. Now he's trying. It's, right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go for the low-hanging fruit. Hey. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Do it get me in the business for 20 years. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> hey, I really think we ought to list all the different uh, losers that we've covered in the past year. We've got them so far. So I'll tell you what, we're going to try to do uh, Colin Cowherd over on FS1 does the uh, the three-word game. So uh, brief synopsis is... Uh, you want me to read them off? You guys give the three? Oh, I like that. Let's start here. Yes, sir. Oh, J. Edgar Hoover. FBI. Uh, Hilarious, by the way, that all the rumors about him liking to dress like a woman uh, was just based off of people not liking, because he was the most powerful man in America. Yeah, fake news. Well, he was... (laughs) He he was was the guy. He he had too much dirt on a lot of people that they had to come up with something to uh, counteract that. He had a sex tape of JFK. (laughs) Yeah. He did, before JFK was anybody. He was just a... uh, He was just, you know, obviously the Kennedy family was esteemed, but... Out in front of a lot of stuff. Yeah, so... uh, Hoover, fascinating guy, uh, quality loser on that one. Who's next? Tesla. One? Oh, that's the funny. animals. That's what I. Got. <laughs> yeah, just another guy, a brilliant mind that uh, at one time worked for for Edison, and then came uh, came to become Edison's uh, chief rival in the whole current wars, the uh, AC versus DC current wars, and all kinds of neat stuff. Yeah, we stuff got one good Mr. hard Tesla. rock band out of all of it, didn't we? He started, <laughs> and he started going a little off Hoover the... sucks! <laughs> <laughs> started going off a little off the deep end towards the latter part of his life, but uh, you know... Thunderstruck! He, he might have been a little too brilliant for his own good. So, Tesla, uh, what I found was uh, interesting was he had such a if you sum him up, it's an extremely talented person who got taken advantage of by an industry. Sounds like every comedian we know. <laughs> <laughs> Very talented, but not financially astute. Uh, you know, as yeah. far as where Edison, that was his his big. I mean, he was a big idea guy, or taking somebody else's big ideas and then being able to market it. All show, no business. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Full San... spark. What is it? Oh, the San Patricios. San Patricios. Yep. That was the Irish boys who uh, were uh, the cannon fighters that wound up fighting for the Mexican <clears throat> army in America's war with Mexico. Uh-huh. Now, yeah, my yeah, writing number is Montezuma. terrible. Montezuma. Montezuma. The drips. Shit in the <laughs> <laughs> Why we have Montezuma's revenge. Yeah. For what we did to poor Montezuma. Uh-huh. And we got uh, Leon Sholgosh. Sholgosh. Yeah. That's the guy who killed uh, McKinley. You want to talk about, like, it always makes me laugh. Uh, I believe it's Gavrilo Princip was the guy who shot um, Archduke Franz Ferdinand that started the Great War, which was, the, the honestly, the, a total game changer in history. Uh, but it's weird. They always talk about the fallout of one guy pulls one trigger, changes the entire world. Leon Sholgosh, who was a socialist, um and uh i believe he was a member of the communist workers party i might be wrong about that one i'm trying to remember but oh anarchist he was a total anarchist Anarchist. so he pulls the trigger and shoots president mckinley 
uh, and this the anniversary of that was recent too, by the way. Uh, so he shoots um, McKinley. McKinley dies. I think McKinley's last words were like, "Be gentle with how you break the news to my wife about this." <laughs> Pretty considerate guy right there. Uh, and then um, it's like Hank Hill. Yeah, <laughs> you better be careful how you tell. <laughs> There's no more propane. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, then um, his death put in Teddy Roosevelt, now President of the United States. So that's, if you want to talk about a cool moment with that. And that was a game changer, for sure. Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson was uh, Lincoln's vice president. Again, an assassin's bullet takes Lincoln out. And then uh, Andrew Johnson is, goes from vice president to president. And he and, wasn't ready for and, it. No, he was... You know, at completely at odds with uh, with Congress and the whole Reconstruction era, and uh, was uh, impeached, and did not was not removed from office by one vote, mm -hmm. um, and that was simply because they figured, well, you know, he's only got another couple of months, and we're going to get this asshole out of here anyhow. So why go through nobody's voted through all the why go through all of that it? turmoil? Um, Right, and we can we can just ride out the storm. I believe he also barricaded himself in his office once to not receive a notice from uh, Congress or something like that. So imagine if we had C-SPAN back then, and you just it's a live <laughs> camera in the president's office, him just moving furniture up against the wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> Meanwhile, it's a pole door. <laughs> right. Hey, KP, is that where the who I call the Scolari brothers? Were they were they last year? Or was that this year? You're thinking Sacco and Vanzetti. That yeah. technically is last year. Yeah, that okay. was the first year. Um, so they were great though. Other oh, anarchists. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie Borden. Uh, good old cousin Meg was. Uh, she came in for that, that a good one episode. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. Everybody she knows snapped. the nursery rhyme. If you want to call it a nursery rhyme, <laughs> give her mother forty wax, right? But uh, that was another uh, you know, her. After the after the murder too was interesting too with uh, I didn't how know she the came into money yeah she, yeah that's really uh, American loser in a nutshell is like you want to hear the full story of uh, why this person really is a loser or you know how history gets kind of glossed over with that maybe one sentence in your high school history book um, in, in this <laughs> really instance it's a uh, you know one stanza of and, a poem right and now for the rest of the story. Yeah, she whacked everybody. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> but then that brings up H. H. Holmes, another person who you can't believe. Berlin. Dude, if the story, the casting couch one for that one was amusing. But I would watch any movie where you played H. H. Holmes. I would love the. That's <laughs> Come to my hotel. That's right. Oh God, uh, God. Houdini. Yeah. That was another great. Houdini was a champ. Um, loved him. Uh, Chris Hollenbeck says that's when our our feet cut out was when we were talking about Houdini with the face masks over him actually, so so no making fun of Houdini and his face masks. Okay? <laughs> it's a sign. It's a sign. His spirit is with us. Can we get an American Loser album? Tesla, ACDC, Franz Ferdinand. It's a strong start. Uh oh, who wrote that? Oh, uh, that I was that. Uh, James. Good man, right there. He's uh, how do you say his last name? It's a, you want to call him Stiffy or Stiffy, whatever you want to say. Okay, I'm going to say Stiffy. I always get stiffy, it wrong anyway. Dude. That's stiff, the Stiffmeister. <laughs> uh, I like that. Houdini was a great episode, and I remember I was in Atlantic City, and it was when we were shooting Dark State, and I would have to drive from the set back to the hotel that I was staying at. 
And those were the two episodes I listened to back to back was uh, <laughs> oh, H.H. Holmes and Houdini. <laughs> yeah. And I remember going like, they both made people disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're in South Jersey, we might as well talk about our next topic, which was the, the Jersey, Jersey devil. devil. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite weird piece of knowledge that I've gotten on this show is that the idea of the Jersey devil might've just been that this guy pissed off Ben Franklin and they started referring to him as the devil down in Jersey. Right. Uh, so don't piss off. We always say, don't fuck with TR. Don't piss off Ben Franklin. That's <laughs> an entire rumor has started. <laughs> yeah. over to make it very filler, it should be don't F TR, don't F with TR, and don't PO BF. <laughs> the BFF Ben Franklin Bridge forever. Don't, uh, I do like that. Don't PO BF. <laughs> and then we got Patton. Which is, that was one that was a very surprising one, because I was thinking, we were what's off guard. the loser take on this? Yeah. And it was a really good episode. Well, I think his, his personal uh, loss on that is he always wanted to be the, you know, dying glorious battle kind of a thing with both his uh, guns blazing kind of a thing and going out or some major tank battle or something like that. But and it was his... Your blood, his glory. Right. Your your blood, uh, his guts, our, our blood, his guts, um, <laughs> was what he was uh, handled with. But he dies in an auto accident in Germany and is really downplayed and probably one of our best generals ever. Yeah. But because he uh, slapped a guy in Italy um, for being, uh, you know, shell-shocked. Shell uh, and then the Germans couldn't believe that we were going to remove... Um, one of our best generals, simply because he slapped us. They're not starting Brady because of what? Right, right. <laughs> he right. slapped a man in Italy just <laughs> to watch him cry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. was> perfect. <laughs> I mean, that whole thing, too. I mean, that led into the whole um, fake army that was created to, uh, to fool the Germans into thinking we were going to launch the invasion someplace else. And Patton was given. Um, leadership if you will on paper of this of the false army i forget what was the uh the phantom I, army the, fan, the yeah, phantom yeah. army the phantom army yeah where they had inflatable tanks and all kinds of all <laughs> kinds of craziness and, and don't really you go just, giving away future topics for this show <laughs> well, and we, we we touched upon it with Patton, but uh yeah he was he was an interesting dude then no, we had no. hp lovecraft which to me was a very uh I didn't know I was going to like that episode, and then I ended <laughs> up really liking it. <laughs> it was uh, cerebral, is a word that got tossed around a lot. Jack has this uh, deep, deep affinity for them. By the way, let's just acknowledge it. Ming Chen in the house, Ming guys. Chen in the house. What's <laughs> uh, I, I realized I just totally blew you off. Uh, you were like, hey, can you and Mike like jump in on my, my monumental episode? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, um, I guess, I mean, we didn't really forget, but we were here. We totally could have done it, so... So I'm here to offer you a sincere congratulations That's on this <laughs> episode, um, and I hope you do like a million more. I really do. This We're is, uh, as I mentioned, um, anytime we have a new potential podcaster in here, and they're like, "Oh, you know, like what other shows do you have in here?" I always bring you up first, ah. and uh, I'm like, "I'm like, well, there's like you got to listen to American Loser," and they're like, "What's that about?" And I'm like, "Well, 
American oh, and then, losers. You know, yeah, and, I, and I explain it to them, and they're like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. A so. large-headed Irish boy and his father talk, <laughs> talk about, like, about losers it. in American history, but that's that's great. Like, why, you know, why, why, why does it have to be a small-headed like Scottish boy. I'm not a large guy. Yeah. So I no, but seriously though, I think um, I think you guys are doing great things for sure. Well, it, it, and thanks to you guys, man. You gave us a, a pretty cool uh, playground to mess around on. So this oh is, yeah, uh, yeah good beer here, on sir. tap. There's yeah, cold youngling uh, in a bottle. <laughs> you know, we gotta get some of that on tap for you too, unless you prefer the bottle. But that's uh, I wonder. That's all him. Yeah. Uh, lager's good for me. Yeah, Yangling kegs are pretty cheap compared to the craft stuff that we keep drinking. But well, we have a sponsor. We don't have to pay for anything now. So yeah, John Ross. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, right. congratulations. Uh, I'm sorry I should have gotten Mike to pop his head in. No problem, least. dude. It, it was uh, I couldn't tell what was going on over there, but uh, love <laughs> being here. We are opening toys, literally. <laughs> but they're, they're, we have a new sponsor where we open toys for their business. You <laughs> can't. <laughs> <laughs> We don't go there. No, 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 don't no, no. Just, you explain it, KP. <laughs> yeah. We literally open toys like a couple of kids, overgrown kids, which we are. It goes back to what we heard earlier. What was the first thing we heard as we walked into the studio tonight? It, it, I was so, it was so funny. It was so funny that you're on this webcast or whatever, and uh, I couldn't tell if you were in there, and so we're trying to be quiet, and then all of a sudden I just hear your voice, and it's just you screaming, How's my dick taste? <laughs> <laughs> That's, so uh, for you to explain it yeah, i'm just opening toys we're opening toys <laughs> right right uh, one had really nothing to do but anyways uh, american loser everybody subscribe rate on itunes and spotify if you haven't already uh and so definitely subscribe on patreon five bucks come on <laughs> come on I love yeah, you, be, be one of the founding uh uh founding losers founding losers yes <laughs> dude thank you very much man thanks uh, man they're mount rush guys a buddy of ours cave. man it, it's very fun to have access to to people like uh mike and ming too man and uh they it's a fun studio to hang out and then bullshit we're kicking <laughs> ass on that one here after where were we on the the list of losers here we gotta john wrap up tyler. shortly john tyler his accidency his accidency. <laughs> his accidency yep yeah that's what they called him he was not supposed to be president and he wound up the most important man in the the entire nation for a couple of years. So. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh, what well, do you got, LP? Well, Bonnie and Clyde. I mean, everybody knows Bonnie and Clyde, but we just delve into the the backstory of Bonnie and, and Clyde. And ironically, I listened to you guys' episode and then immediately watched that Kevin Costner. Woody the Highwaymen. Yeah, yeah, Highwaymen. I did that, too. That was, That's a good movie. It's like right back to back. That movie was pretty historically accurate. It's good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It, I, what I got out of that too was uh, how much um, his mother was so so protective of him and changing his birth date and everything else. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people that think that maybe she was the mastermind behind the whole Bonnie and Clyde thing. But he was just, you know, uh, not my boy. My boy couldn't do something as as terrible as kill people, kill a policeman. KT, that's but. when I started showing you the the epic rap battles of history. That's happened a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, yeah. so for those who haven't heard of it, it's literally it's it's a rap, it's a YouTube channel where they pit two people in history or in pop culture against each other in a rap battle. And the one oh, I showed yeah, KP yeah, yeah. was Romeo and Juliet versus Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, Bonnie and Clyde kicked their ass. There you go. <laughs> Understandably so. Yeah. All right. The next one you guys said was one of your biggest episodes, and the, ironically, it's one I haven't heard. Bernays. Yeah, Edward Bernays. So, um, 
essentially, if you take everything we've ever learned about the human mind and then use it for commercials, that's pretty <laughs> right. much what that's all Get about. Get people to buy stuff. Yeah. Uh -oh. that was, was this uh, one I missed? Uh, I feel like you were here for it. it was, no, uh, Ming did that one. It was uh, High Roller was here as the guest. You only met him the one time. High Roller oh, came on for... right. He did Carl Panzram and... Uh, uh, Edward Bernays. Bernays, fascinating guy. If you really want to figure out how marketing works, that guy pretty much invented it. We changed the name uh, Propaganda to, uh, you know, it's, it's marketing now. Marketing, oh, yeah, we call it marketing, not propaganda. It's, it's multi-level marketing. marketing, okay? Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. To the point where the Nazis were um, picking his brain as to how they can better um, put out their whole propaganda with uh, that's with not Nazi commercials uh, yeah, Nazis, right, right. they're feeling great <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the best Spring. part of waking <laughs> what? Springtime for Hi, honey, I'm right? home <laughs> <laughs> now we got the Donner party which we talked about briefly but that episode is just insane yeah, for me personally that was like in the middle of the episode not even the middle but like all of a sudden you know it, what seemed to be funny is it's so now fun. disgusting yeah, eating chicken wings not so much you have to mel brooks cold. that <laughs> yeah. yeah you have to mel brooks that you have to go full on it has to be a musical number about the donner party right it has to be a, the inquisition <laughs> <laughs> that's how i do that one yeah. now, the greatest episode of all time jim thorpe because your guest was oh he so was awesome amazing. handsome fella and, too. and hometown flavor on that too because he got so close by to uh, thorpe pennsylvania exactly and a side note for those who don't get a chance to really know this we're gonna little inside baseball it's the anniversary show we're gonna let you guys know something here that episode single-handedly ended another podcast that recorded here <laughs> jim thorpe is still kicking ass <laughs> ending careers because we couldn't wrap up his life uh you know succinctly enough and we we're having a great time talking about him and there was another podcast that was waiting out in the hallway. Oh, that's right. Yep. And <laughs> oh and our dear God. sweet Kahuna did everything. And they were far power. better looking than we. That's <laughs> we well, got the uh, bums rush. No, I think that's a different one. Oh, was it? You're, you're talking about that... the the hot chicks. From oh no, Red this, Bank. this happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to. We can't. Here's the thing, though. We can't help it. It's not like like tonight. We're going to be able to end it relatively soon. Um, but. With this show, we can't just pull the plug and be like, oh, by the way, we're, we're done now, or whatever. Yeah, right? show. They're like, no, you've left out 30 years of you know this dude's life. What are we going to do, not talk about the loser portion of Jim Thorpe's life? You oh, want a musical number? Because I can do it. <laughs> it's on the OnlyFans account. Cue the puppets. But you were a fantastic guest on that one, man. And that guy's life was nuts, dude. He made that no was, sense. Oh, yeah. It was a heartbreaker. Yeah. And then, uh, this is one that I would totally be in. I can't believe I missed it. Satchel Paige. He was great. Uh, Ty Rainey came on for that one. That uh, Satchel Paige, the great, he should have been the player that broke the color barrier for baseball, probably right. because he was that damn good. Yeah. But uh, he was, he was, what was the reasoning again? Well, they went one with them. they went with Jackie Robinson instead. Um, and Satchel was a big personality, man. And uh, actually, hilariously enough, so Ty, who was our guest that episode, friend of mine, great comic, uh, check him out, Ty Rainey. Um, I think he was getting his hair cut like two or three days after that episode. I mentioned. Oh yeah, I was on um, I was on uh, some podcast and we we're talking about this or whatever. And uh, Larry Doby came up, who was one of our Jersey connections with that. Right. And all of a sudden, Ty is sitting there and he goes, uh, "The kid talking to him is like, yeah, that's my grandfather." So it was, no, yeah, no so way, Larry, yeah. So he was on a podcast like, talking about Larry Doby. He goes, "Oh, you mean like my grandpa? That's yeah. crazy, dude." Who Loser, broke, who broke the color barrier for the other league? Yes, right. He was the uh, for the because you had the Dodgers and then you had uh, um, Larry Doby played for I can't remember the top of my head. 
Obviously, Jackie Robinson was the Dodgers. But so. also a, a heavy Jersey connection on that one, too. Because he's from Montclair and he went to school with mom. Mom <laughs> <laughs> from the same hometown. Yeah. Well, right. uh, Ann Linden, it was, uh, knows, I think, the sisters as well, too. Crazy story. Love that one. You would have been great on that, but we had fun talking. Uh, That's awesome. Satchel Page. Little yeah. baseball. I think Satchel was just, uh, he was on the downside of his career, too, where um, Jack Jackie was young, was, uh, young and Jackie coming from the military was better able to well to to follow the straight and narrow and not get into a fight or be a big mouth or well he walked satchel was a little more (laughs) where satchel walked so jackie could run literally like it was like okay so it's he's laying the foundation right but then it it did allow for jackie somebody got to pave the road yeah exactly sat if you had to have a beer with you need to pick between those two, Satchel Page or Jackie Robinson. There's party that wants to because of what Jackie Robinson means. Or, but Satchel Page was having, yeah. Oh, I feel like bar with, stories for, for days. Satchel Page was a, that's the dude you want to hang out with. That's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Next up was Calamity Jane. Ooh, a fun episode. Kevin yes. Garifo set the beer drinking record at the studio. <laughs> that um, but yeah, Calamity He Jane. knew he had to drive home, I, he, that he didn't have to drive home. He took advantage took, of it. Took advantage <laughs> of that. I gotta say, that's one of my favorites too, because I legit went home and a month later I had a spec outline for a Calamity Jane comedy. That's okay. That's the one then. Yeah, that was the one where I was like, I want to do so, Melissa. Real quick, these aren't purple hearts. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> died in action. Kind of like some service. Oh, wow. Thanks, little, thank some you. service pins here for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Like thank that. you. You it's, better give KP a couple more because you get those for dying on stage. That's, oh, 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 that's oh, party foul. Oh, wow. God. that baby right on there. That one hurt me. It, it would hurt more, but then I remember, like, there's part of me, it's like, Mark, I don't, I don't do bad, do I? I do, we, do we still do comedy? Is comedy a thing? I, can I not middle for you on the road anymore? <laughs> You're my favorite, though. Because <laughs> that episode has one of my favorite casting couches, too, is, is who I would cast in them in my movie who as well. Who did you have? Um, I, I had Melissa McCarthy That's it, as yeah. Calamity Jane, and then I had Bill Hader as Wild Bill Hickok. And I I want to see that happen see that so movie. badly. I would watch that movie. So would I. <laughs> like, I want to see that movie. Yeah. I need like one or two westerns to do really really well in the next few years, and then maybe. And then it'll take a chance on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was speaking up, Black Bart. Black Bart. We're Black still Bart. in the same uh, Wild West uh, era. Yeah. So that episode was chaos. You were not here for that. Uh, you were not here for that either, Kahuna. That was um. That's the only episode that Chris, uh, the other uh, yeah Black Bart. Yeah. yeah. So. So he uh he was starting a show for us in one room and then he'd go into his other podcast in the other room he was bouncing back and forth all the time <laughs> yeah. and it was me and mike salona just riffing back and forth black bart he, mike salona said one of the funniest things uh i, I couldn't believe it in the, the history of the show he goes because uh, Black Bart was a gentleman bandit who would leave poems for people that he was robbing. <laughs> like apology poems for, yeah. for taking their money ah, and stuff. And, uh, wet bandits. and I swear to God, um, <laughs> exactly correct um but i swear to god mike salona cracked me up he just goes uh he goes what is this like the original emo kid is he, <laughs> the my chemical romance of bandits i feel like that's more panic <laughs> at the disco that's <laughs> <laughs> oh but dude yeah that one was funny man i enjoyed the hell out of that i write sins not tragedies <laughs> so this next one i have a tie-in with Uh-oh. Amelia Earhart. 
So 15 years ago, I was on a USO tour in the Marshallian Islands. Oh. And a bunch of the locals told us that they think they found the remains of Amelia Earhart in one of the Jesus. buildings that was all blown up and smashed up. And they showed us the room that they found the remains. And they're like, it's not confirmed or anything, but we just have this idea that it's her and blah, blah, blah. I went home and told my wife, she goes, no, they never found body, never found anything. And then it was like 13 years later, they're like, we think we found the the bones uh, of the and I went, that's the building. And I showed her on my, on no my, shit. Wow. Uh, on my blog. Jeez. I showed her on the blog and I wrote it in my blog and it was in 2008. I wrote the blog about it. Wow. And then they just officially announced it recently. Mark's been ahead of the curve for 13 wow. years. Yeah, they HBO's also, about to yeah. make something about this. <laughs> oh, God. I also know HBO, about the I swear thing. to God, if you well, steal my Western. <laughs> I snorted at that. I don't want to brag, but I know about the, the Cosby incident. Sultana. Or, wait, we, I got to get you guys a thing on Amelia Earhart. I took over. No, that was. No, dude, no, that's, you did it that's perfectly. A topper. She was uh, she was somebody that I think everybody knows her name, but they didn't know why. Uh, like because you think you want really? to summarize her life, e- female aviator, right? That was just the two words, and then you can sum her whole life and move on to the next thing or whatever. And by the way, Stu Green, <laughs> Stu just cracked me the fuck up. Panic at the stage, coach, <laughs> for, for the black bar joke. <laughs> 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 Outstanding. Uh, we have funny fans on the show. Great fans. <laughs> That's oh. <laughs> Stu Greenberg has posted two of my favorite time. jokes so far in the in the comment section. Well, they're killing it in the sec. I, <laughs> when you were good. talking about the your the porn star that you met when you were like, Oh, I left the tab open <laughs> and you were like and Stu was like, Fall in the box. Is that the name of the movie she was in? <laughs> Did you have anything on Amelia Earhart? <laughs> Speaking of porn. Uh, just Again, uh, you might have known that she was. We got Mark tuned up a little bit. Sorry, guys. A good hang. Just that you know, you know, you think you know something about Amelia Earhart being the female uh, aviator that tried to go around the world, but she had. Also, she was like it. She was. She was the hottie of the time. She was a fashion uh, trendsetter and everything else. That she was a whole lot more than just the. Uh, thing and you br- you bring in the whole you know was she um downtrodden female that she would have done even greater things had she been allowed to but um she wasn't she wasn't allowed to i mean she was the first to fly across the the atlantic but she was a, a passenger or a navigator or something because they wouldn't allow her to be the pilot i just flew across the atlantic uh, yeah but are you wearing blue jeans right now <laughs> yes, uh, mm-hmm. really, not really. a good look really <laughs> I mean, you know, females aren't supposed to be wearing trousers. (laughs) I mean, it's true though, because now that I think about it, I really didn't know that much about Amelia Hart. Because I, full disclosure, the full extent of what I knew came from Night at the Museum (laughs) too. Well, and and grade school and stuff that always like you know. You do a report on your heroes, and they're like, "All right, so which one of you girls is going to be Amelia Earhart?" Right, and they're like, "I will." And they just like, "I flew across the Atlantic." (laughs) <laughs> and that's my story and then like the guy comes in like Abraham Lincoln and does like a yeah. five hour dissertation <laughs> <laughs> we're not allowed to know much. see I tried to do David Bowie when I was a kid uh, my teacher <laughs> had to write a letter to my parents as to why you couldn't do that so 
Well, he sings the song, We Could Be Heroes. Exactly. That's, That's why I was like, this is, I already know the song. It's great. I'll just sing the song. And that'll be the, <laughs> I'll do the whole report That's to an report. instrumental. There you go. Next up, we have the Sultana. Yeah, Sultano. That was a good. You covered yeah, that one. We already earth. spoke yeah. about that. That was the ship that blew up in the Mississippi with all these uh, former prisoners of war. One of my just favorite. Civil War is over. Tragedy. Right. Yes. Right. So we're gonna let all you poor bastards go home. Uh, hard hat riots. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. This one was nuts. It, this one, this particular topic, because what we do, like I said earlier. You use uh, time to create distance so you don't have an emotional response to history. You kind of break it down uh, yeah. in a more fair way. However, <laughs> there's someone sitting at this table that was alive during the hard hat riots. Yeah, he was. There was a guy who was listening to the news and maybe a college student at the Probably time. one of those long... Kahuna. <laughs> one of those long haired. They don't know my age on my OnlyFans, okay? Freaky people. Keep going, though. That one was fun for me because... Uh, that was technically a current event for you back in the day. Well, yeah, was... I mean, it was happening when, I guess, when I was in, in college, I guess, that uh, it was um, just after the uh, Kent State shootings, four dead in Ohio, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there was a, a peace march in New York City protesting not only the death of these four college kids, but uh, also against the war in Vietnam. And then there was a bunch of uh construction workers hard hat guys um who were there to show support for nixon and the war in vietnam that like it's my country right or wrong that you know and they <laughs> they collided in in manhattan and uh the hard the hard hats were literally taken off their hard hats and beating the shit out of those you could look long-haired people you, yeah there's footage of yeah wow. we watched the the them just come storming in because i remember uh, Kahuna had it all tied up and everything like that because he was, you know, excited. I thought it would be funny to play the Hulk Hogan theme music as the construction workers are running in to start roughing up the uh, the college kids. But yeah, while well, they're on their lunch break, I mean, they decided that while they're on lunch break, they got permission from the union bosses, and there was a lot of political intrigue in there too about the union bosses being uh, in in with Nixon and supporting Nixon. So they sent their their people over to uh, put down the those fucking hippies that were protesting the war. <laughs> Basically, what, what, what happened, right? That's true. And the whole time they were singing, Hard Hat Riot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hilariously enough, Zoot Suit Riots will be covered on this show soon. Um, <laughs> Nathan Hale. Nathan Hale. Uh, my only regret is that I have but one life to give for my country. Poor dumb bastard. Yeah. He was he was sent in as a babe in the woods to spy on the British during the Revolutionary War. No training, no cover story, you know, or cover story was so feeble that it was easily, uh, you know, bought the light. You could easily figure out you you're a spy. Yeah, you're, you're a spy, and we're gonna hang your ass. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, excuse me, do you guys do a discount at this uh, establishment for anyone who works in uh, espionage? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, but. They got him pretty good. Uh, Gus Grissom. The man. Yeah. Gus Grissom was the man. Uh, technically, we know Neil Armstrong, right? Uh, and you know Buzz Aldrin, if you're paying attention, a lot of stuff. However, none of their... The, Gus Grissom would have been one of the first guys on the moon, had it not been for the, the tragedy that took place where uh, he died uh, in pretty much just... A, I wouldn't even call it a training mission. It was, it was like a test flight. No, super it was, it was great. Yeah. 
the hero of NASA. If you want to, if there's a lot of bad things about NASA, don't get me wrong. But if you want to find uh, one of the, the people to root for, it would be Gus Grissom. That's good. He got a great name. He does. They called him, uh, what was it? They called him Old, um, Old Grizzly? Gruff Grissom, I think they called him, because he'd, he'd get pissed off all the time. Yeah, I can't remember, but I believe it's something along those yeah. lines. <laughs> NASA guys just have like really cool names. Homer Hickam. Buzz Aldrin, like, yeah. yeah, like it just keeps happening. Oh it's, it's part of the uh, it's part of the uh, application. It's, uh, yeah, it's like being a porn star. You gotta have a you gotta have a cool last name. name. I'm Lance Lovehorn. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat, out of shape, and I have a small dick. Doesn't yeah, matter. You're Lance you're Lovehorn. In. You're, you're in. You're good. It's a name. Gus Grism. Get in there. <laughs> uh, Mary Celeste. Oh, yeah, speaking of was, yes. that wasn't a person that was a that was a thing that was a ship that uh haunted ship a haunted ship that kind of a ghost episode under all almost. kinds of all kinds of mystery and uh they never really did find out even to this day exactly it's like the flying dutchman with the with the mary celeste nobody knows where it nobody went. knows no did they know where it was going well they knew where it was going it was going to go to uh genoa italy well they found the boat right so that the boat was found but then there was the crew was completely gone, had disappeared. So picture. Was, didn't the ship also <laughs> well, that break was one like of the theories? But there was really no signs of a, a struggle or anything else or any kind of disease. But the the crew they they come upon the ship, it's just free floating on its own. There's no crew. There's no sign of a struggle. There's no signs of a pirate fighter or anything else. So the the sails are a little bit um, disturbed, but uh, not to the point where. They're well, going to abandon ship, but well, she broke one of the well, the ship, not it, it's but it broke one That's of like right. the biggest rules ever, right? Yep, you don't rename the boat, <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> don't rename the boat. There was all kinds of uh, um, that's one of the American loser rules you don't fuck with TR and you don't rename the boat. That's right, you don't rename the boat. <laughs> uh, we got uh, some. Small gay butler. <laughs> Small gay butler. Is that what you just said? I think yeah. you left a tab open. And you're <laughs> <laughs> Captain America, Smedley Butler. Smedley Butler. That's uh, I uh, honestly, I don't even want to start talking about him because uh, we're just going to have to break him down. He's too outstanding of a human being to really explain. But that guy, we, it's the show's called American Loser, but. I came away with like a new hero out of that guy because he was he had yeah he's the, a the right again, stuff uh, two time Medal of Honor winner all kinds of decorations was in all kinds of scrapes from the Spanish American War to the Boxer Rebellion in in China to the Banana Wars in the Caribbean and it seemed like anytime Wall Street was making inroads in some foreign country and then got into you know things started going sideways. Send in the Marines. We'll send in Smedley Butler, and he's going to kick some ass and straighten Smedley some things out. And then later in his career, he started writing a book about, you know, the, a lot of this shit that we've been dealing with was due to Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And then when Wall Street gets into trouble, we'll send in the Marines. They'll straighten things out. So, you know, wow. Wall Street is sacrificing American lives for their to line their own pockets. So, uh, so Hemingway pretended to be Smedley Butler. <laughs> Smedley, Smedley Butler. Smedley. Yeah, he didn't have a porn star name. No, uh, I was gonna say if there ever was. Oh, yeah, Smedley doesn't was, sound uh, like you're a, you're an ass kicker, but nice. this guy, 
You guys better back up. <laughs> His nickname, by the way, was Old Gimlet Eye, which Gimlet Eye, yeah. makes up for having a name like Smedley. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gimlet Eye, that's... Gimlet Eye, he'd stare you down like the laser eye kind of a thing. That... Oh, I thought it was like my brother, if he has enough Gimlet. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Mike Fink. Mike Fink, King, King of the River. <laughs> So he he's a, a loser because of uh, you guys. No, he was a he was uh, a a character actually out of an early Disney uh, episode. It was Davy Crockett broke all kinds of TV records with uh, the popularity of the Davy Crockett series, and then Disney rolled out a second series where Mike Fink from appears, and he's a riverboat guy. And of course, Davy and Mike uh, are back and forth, but that's the Disney version. So we really got into. Some of the some of the reality of of Mike Fink and some of, of his, some of his <laughs> he was definitely a character. Some of his exploits, but he was fun. He was a fun guy to uh, to get involved Cover. with. Yeah, yeah. And then we got Emperor Norton. Emperor Norton, the was... great. I'm so excited to talk about this guy. <laughs> um, no, Emperor Norton, literally a uh, a guy who lost everything. He was a big to do. He was like a millionaire billionaire type. Showed up in San Francisco, and. Uh, Lost his shirt, literally, had nothing. They they said I think his final uh, his final possessions was essentially like just the clothes that he had. But he dressed like he declared himself Emperor of America, and then would walk around and just pontificate out on the street corners. And there was uh, there were homeless dogs that would follow him around. Okay, <laughs> stray dogs that became his like Followers. companions. Yeah, his his two side companions. He'd take them everywhere. But this guy was uh, you know he was a. A street person, a whole, you know, batshit crazy. He put out decrees. I think he, he abolished Congress. He, he wrote a letter to Congress telling them, do not come to work today. I've abolished you because I'm the emperor of America. And <laughs> protector of Mexico. That's <laughs> You're forgetting by his own decree. I love this guy. Th this guy was, he, he was a very uh, wealthy guy when he first came to San Francisco. And this was during the boom times of, Frisco with the gold fields and everything else. Frisco was the city in California because anybody coming to going to California, you either had to come overland or you had to go around the through you know around the Horn and into the Pacific. And San Francisco was one of the major points of entry into California. This guy lost his shirt in a in a business deal, lost everything, filed a lawsuit against the the U.S. government, lost. So now he's pissed off at the U.S. government. So, but everybody in town loved this guy. So he declares himself the emperor of uh, of America, and the newspapers start printing this guy up. But first, so not much has changed in San Francisco. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Almost no. people <laughs> running the shit. But uh, he actually was one of the first guys to propose that we we need to uh, build a bridge here to connect. The various parts. <laughs> it's the broken clock the, theory. Yeah. Called Ember Norton Bridge. Right. That's what they're. Uh, they there's a fund that uh, a wanted a foundation or something. That, yeah. Or they money's want to been appropriated to do that. There's there's people to rename who want the to do bridge this. the Emperor Norton join. Bridge. Yeah. I <laughs> <join>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this, this guy was fun, and then like the, the a lot of the locals and even some of the military that were stationed there started dressing him up like in. Uh, um, who what was the Marco Harp? Uh, Marco, the cloak um, and gown. Yeah, no, like the 
captain. He, he was gives him an officer's uniform with the epaulets and the whole nine yards, and he, <laughs> he's walking around with the commodore's hat and the whole nine yards. He's just, just a character, a street person, a character that. Um, but anytime there was a, a grand opening at the theater or something, he was always given tickets, uh, you know, freebie tickets. He ate in a lot of the resta- finer restaurants and everything else because everybody loved this guy. He was a wackadoodle. He's my favorite of the whole year that we've <laughs> yeah. covered. You know, if you yeah. haven't, uh, listen, don't give away too, too much of the episode here. We're on Facebook Live right now, all right? We can get some numbers over on SoundCloud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all right. The, that right there is exactly why you would want to tune in and get the details of this. It's yeah, he's a great story. He's a good guy. He's he's a, he's. I will say that has one of my favorite endings. Not as smart, not as much of what happened to him, but his legacy. Yeah. So to oh, find out best. what I'm talking about, go listen. Go, yeah. Because yeah. I really yeah. don't want to spoil There's it. There's the teaser. <laughs> so awesome. now we, speaking of storytelling, Orson Welles, uh, uh, one of the greatest actors of all. How does he become a loser? Two hours, 20 minutes, 400 pounds. All right. That and I blew the, KP's you know, mind. And a lot of alcohol. <laughs> So you guys basically redid the uh, the French champagne commercial. That's right. <laughs> ah, the French. You know about That's that, right? One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered Friend. that, and we have my buddy on, who's uh, a New York Film Academy graduate, Greg Standle, a uh, great buddy of mine. Um, and uh, he was explaining some crazy stuff with Orson Welles, and then also Kahuna has this intense film knowledge and everything, but. Uh, I was the idea that I was able to catch them off guard with a couple things we found in research. Um, you're on a set with a director, and all of a sudden he starts smashing up floorboards and then putting a camera in the ground to shoot up because he wants the character to be more imposing when he enters a scene. Uh, <laughs> so he wants a little camera angle, but so low that we're cutting the floor out so he can shoot like, up. Like he literally pioneered certain filmmaking techniques. He was Captain Chaos. I think that's the right way to. <laughs> yeah, but not only uh, uh, an actor himself. Because he was a, uh, you know, amazing, yeah. amazing Shakespearean actor, uh, amazing in radio, amazing in theater, and later on in, in the film industry. But uh, made an enemy. Yeah. Uh, it was so, reception. Are we going to talk about Rosebud in this episode? <laughs> we did. All right. Absolutely. Tune in if you want to find out what Rosebud means. <laughs> we'll give you a hint. <laughs> There'd be a tattoo of it somewhere on someone's body now. Uh, so we got Charles Lee. Charles Lee. Oh, man. A loser. A big time loser. Revolutionary War. Probably a bigger loser than Benedict Arnold. Only really? Benny, Benny gets worse press. Um, where Charles Lee, uh, uh, he, Charles Lee also pussy whip. He basically, (laughs) that's such a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, no, not so much. He was more, more egotistical than, uh, than anything else that, uh, but, uh, Charles Lee was a loser in many, many different ways, but, uh, yeah, tune into that one to find out. Worse than Benedict. Oh, well, we'll put it as a parallel to Benedict. Anyhow. I like that. <laughs> Werner von Braun. Uh, Werner von Braun. The, uh, we said it earlier, Gus Grissom is uh, the hero of the NASA program. A potential villain would be Werner von Braun because, uh, yeah, uh, with NASA, it was weird. Um, so, I wouldn't say villain, but he had he ain't really a good guy. Background. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's the, uh, uh, Nazi affiliated. The, okay. As a NASA Nazi. 
that was a weird episode for me to be honest with you because I I Nazi say that because I times lo- after another beer. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh God, because <laughs> I I love the movie uh, October Sky. That's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm, so right. I always thought Warner von Braun was just this amazing scientist who was like a great guy because that was he was because that was he was, but that was like the hero of one of the characters. And then to hear the the Nazi side of it, I was like, oh. Okay, sure. Yeah. I guess that's how that works. They literally said that he died on time in terms of being able to avoid everything. Because if he had lived another ten years, I thought he you meant because he's German. Like, <laughs> be that's right. <laughs> the Volkswagen of uh, of hearts. <laughs> this podcast will start and stop unzidat. Radio time. <laughs> interesting uh background as well that um but again you know fake news uh disney got gets involved and they start painting this guy as the spokesperson for the nasa program and uh they kind of gloss over some of the shadowy <laughs> shadowy background that this guy came came to this country with everything being connected well, yes tinkerbell this was a former nazi sympathizer <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Everything is connected, though, because the the rocket design um, that was used for the Apollo missions uh, was also very similar to the missiles that were used, rockets that were being fired into the UK by the Germans during World War II. Yeah, the V-2 so, rockets were... <laughs> V-2, which I think comes from the A-4. We had a great guest, uh, the, what, absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, the most knowledgeable person we've ever had on the show was uh, Dr. David Warren Flesh, who wrote a book called uh, Moon. And he was, he broke it down and he was skipping over. So I was like, no, no, come on, expand on that one thing here that you just skipped over. And he was like, oh, like everybody knows that though, right? You, didn't you know that these are the same exact rockets that were, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, dude, chaos, chaos. That has one of the coolest photos I think we found too, where he's in his office, where, where it's the models of the rockets that, mm-hmm. kept, that keep getting progressively bigger. Until he had to break the ceiling tile <laughs> to to reach them all in there, which I was like, and okay. he hired Orson Welles to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got Panzeram, Carl Panzeram, um, serial killer. Uh, Sounds like yeah, uh, with a, a name like that or like mm-hmm. a tank. Yeah, he was a, a mean son of a bitch. Um, his final friend that he made. Uh, was uh, the prison guard that was checking in on him. And uh, he, I believe, told the prison guard at one time, he goes, he goes uh, you're literally like my only friend. Like, the guy was taking notes from him, and that's why we know so much about Panzram. Um, and he goes, uh, don't ever let me get a hold of you, because I don't know what I would do. So this is your, literally a Hannibal Lecter-type character, where it's like, I'm going to, yeah. you are my closest human contact on planet Earth, my prison guard, <laughs> as I'm sitting here on death row. But... Do not get close to me because I might have to grab you. Yeah. Don't bring a bottle of Chianti. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> now is this is this guy um is he is it based on like uh is this in the the do you, is this in the Patreon? Panzram is available that was uh, a- for free. Yep. Another Andy High Roller episode. I don't know why he has a following uh, for uh, our weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guy's one of my great buddies, though. <laughs> Frank and Jesse James. Ah, yes, the I Can Steal That crossover episode. A great podcast. Uh, Pete Stegmeyer has a show called I Can Steal That, and uh, he covers heists. So we wanted to find something cool to do. And Frank and Jesse James. Everybody knows about Jesse James, right? Frank, really the loser in that relationship. 
but mm-hmm. uh, he wound up uh, pulling off the first daytime heist in the history of uh, bank robberies, if you will. Didn't him? Didn't they was, also coin the term train robbery, or like they I think became he was one of the? First, that was their move. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one of the first train robberies. Yep. So pretty fascinating to work on it uh, that way, but. Them boys were wild, so. <laughs> Just good old boys. It's a, it's a, so it was kind of meant a little harm. Older or younger brother? Frank was uh, older, older than Jesse. And so then uh, Jesse gets plugged in the back of the head by a, a former gang member. Because um, what's the name of the movie with Brad Pitt in it? Uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward. Uh, I, I want to say Henry Ford right now, but I know no, that's not <laughs> right. Robert Ford? I can't remember. I think so. But Jesse had a very interesting uh, upbringing as well. To witness your father's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. murder. murder. Yeah, we sit there and you, um, you watch. You always sit there and you're like, how could people be this bad? Jesse James is a bad guy. It's like, yeah, no, he turned out exactly how he's supposed to if you look at what happened to that dude's life. Yeah. So, anyway. was, was you had it right, it was Robert Ford. Ford. Oh, totally. It was Robert Henry Ford. Ford. Robert Ford, okay, there we go. Uh, oh, thank you, Chris Hollenbeck. It's, <laughs> He's uh, there with Robert. Yeah, Dad's favorite Eagle Scout yeah, showing yeah. off in the comments section yeah. again. All right. No wonder he liked him so much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The uh, okay, we got now. I know the backstory to this, but I don't know why he was used. Because I didn't get to hear the episode. Graham Stroker, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> well, the backstory to that is Mike Zabzik does own a globe. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but when the uh, when the owner of the uh, studio suggests that we ought to do to. Bram Stroker, yeah, Mike, that's a good idea. Let's do Bram Stroker. He's well, not an American. That's all right. We'll do it We'll just anyhow. call this loser. <laughs> yeah, we decided he's a loser because he didn't become an American. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. And then ding, 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 ding. That one he we sat a, there. He had a loserception. <clears throat> yes, loserceptions, yeah. and then he had a Jersey connection too, which was mind blowing. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah, let's one plug one of them. Whoever writes in first. <laughs> Whoever writes in first. Are we going to hear the Jersey connection? I'll tell you what. The Jersey connection was nuts. That he was keeping in a uh, regular touch with. Um, uh, a pretty famous uh, American author who was keeping an address. So a lot of the things you know about people is based off of the mail that they were sending each other at the time. Right. There wasn't too many Twitter accounts at that point. So, mm-hmm. so um, Walt Whitman had a Jersey address at the time. and was living in Camden. Yeah. So a lot of the him and Stroker were uh, uh, pen, pals. pen pals. Yeah, that's the term. <laughs> um, Prison buddies. but as they were exchanging info with each other uh, all the time and just writing these letters back and forth uh you would have it's pretty crazy that the guy who wrote the dracula story is going to be keeping in touch with the guy in camden new jersey so that was our only weird jersey connection the fact that it fell in our lap that way was pretty remarkable but i love dracula that's (laughs) shark summer shark summer jaws the movie we just talked about the the right. movies every movie you've ever seen with vampires and Dracula and all that other stuff that all comes from uh you know Bram and then you have um which is fascinating to me now you have uh is that another Shark one Summer you weren't here for that one no it was Ming and my buddy uh Max was the because uh, that was on the that Jersey one. Shark Attack wasn't yes, it? it was yes it was oh right. man we covered that one yeah, and before we jump off of Bram Stroker too there was also uh kind of a uh loose ghostbusters connection there too with vlad the impaler with bram stroker where 
Uh, Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, and then yeah, that same kind of an evil kind of a guy. Yeah. Uh, the painting above the kid's crib. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but Jersey Shark Summer was wild because that was a true story and that involves stuff that's within 10 minutes from where we're recording. So that's always a trip. That's but, uh, We can go visit. Yeah, that's right. The we truth. can go jump in those waters and see if there's anybody on. say we did. That's <laughs> Y'all should go do that. Wait. So I, I have a, a, an odd question on this. So if you go to Martha's Vineyard, they show you this is where John's at. Mm-hmm. Right. If you go to Long Island, way out at the end of Long Island, this is where, where Jaws, Jaws happen. And if you go to Jersey, this is where it really happened. This is where Jaws happened. Right. Martha's Vineyard might have been where they filmed, um, they filmed it. the Jaws. Yeah. The captain but of the, the boat was from Long Island, maybe? Uh, One of the actors? I couldn't tell maybe? you, but uh, the, um, the actual shark attack where people are getting eaten by a shark happened in the Jersey Shore. Really? Yeah. Not Shucks too far from like here. Italian. <laughs> one, of my, one, of my, one of my favorite movies, too. Jaws. That movie scared the living shit out uh, of me. You weren't the Lone Ranger there. A lot of people. Funny just... enough, my favorite Jaws 5 with Hoagie. <laughs> Did you see that? Is that one? the one that's called Jaws the Revenge? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Caine plays Hoagie. Hoagie. Nah, my favorite is he Jaws. He falls 3D. into the water, climbs back on the boat, bone dry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, triangle fire! Uh, triangle shirtwaist fire. Interesting tie-in for you here, buddy. Ken Krantz has one of the best jokes ever um, on this show. When uh, it, it was so the triangle shirtwaist factory fire could have been averted, but it was a, a workplace fire, and it was uh, Jewish owners, mostly Jewish workers. It's an absolute tragedy, and we had Chris Covert and Ken Cranston here, and we were just laughing our balls off the entire time. It was un- we shouldn't have had as much fun as we right, did. Right, all it was that such being a tragic uh, topic. And Krantz just goes because they we reveal that uh, if you got down to the bottom staircase to try to escape the building as it was on fire, that it was padlocked because the bosses were so cheap that they didn't want to take the locks off the doors. And Ken Krantz just hits a home run. He goes, uh, "Jews and their locks." <laughs> <laughs> It was it's it might be my favorite joke uh, I've heard on the show so far. <laughs> oh man, I'm almost glad I missed that one because now I'm like, because I would have died. That's, <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. I actually have a connection, and I wasn't even there for that episode, but I have a connection to that building. I so still uh, standing. In New it's York City. still standing, and it's part of NYU's campus. Yes, it is. And we, I was filming. A, a pilot for one of my puppet shows and i shit you not i walked past the memorial and i and i was like holy shit is this where this happened you know i was like yeah they, they cleared it out nyu bought the building and yep. they put sound stages in it. Yep. so yeah kahuna filmed a puppet show where a lot of people died <laughs> <laughs> i had a roommate whose Brutal. girlfriend was at a, a writing a, a deal and she was writing a script that no shit. It is a terrifying story, though. Yeah, people jumping, jumping off the building to escape the fire, but then the, the whole labor laws that were enacted because of that, I mean, it was a huge public uproar over this whole thing because the owners padlocked the door because they didn't want well, people stealing said, scraps of material and stuff they padlocked yeah. the door the thing and then when you said people were jumping off and then you go and the thing about it, i'm like don't tell me they put like shark pools outside <laughs> <laughs> targets i'm gonna jump the safety into a shark pit <laughs> with lasers 
It's a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're, we're wrapping up. We're coming down. Yeah, we're coming down the home MK stretcher. MK Ultra. Ugh. The CIA tested acid on people that were sometimes unaware that they were being tested with acid. So yeah, uh, MK Ultra's nuts. Anybody who's not a conspiracy theory person, you got to look into that because the shit that's available on Wikipedia that the government has apologized for is terrifying. Wow. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Yeah, they they were. It was. Yeah, it sounded and, like a good time if you were in control of the experiment. And famous people that were part of those unknowingly were part of that experimentation too was pretty pretty far reaching. The great Dead. In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Harrington said, "This is still going. Get a life, guys." He ain't wrong. I'm seeing that guy business, tomorrow, Michael. Nah, Mary Seward. Uh Mary Surratt. Yeah. Uh, so she got. The death penalty. She's the first woman in the history of the United States to ever get the death penalty because she was involved. From the federal government. From the federal government because she was involved in the conspiracy. Again, conspiracy. God, sorry. Uh, to kill Abraham Lincoln. So John Wilkes Booth used her in to plan his operations at and then used her as a courier to drop stuff off. Yeah. T-Pain. T-Pain. Thomas, Thomas Payne. Payne. Go ahead, LP. No, you can take that one. I got, Spain. I got concerned for a second. I was like, you did an actual episode on T-Pain? And it's I missed a, it? The original T-Pain. <laughs> uh, no, Thomas Paine. Major uh, Paine. The... All I do is lose, lose, lose. <laughs> no what. He is the most incendiary man uh, in the history of the world, I think. That there are three countries that still claim him as a citizen of it. So France. Oh, yeah. France says, well, Paine was really all about what we're about. England says... He was born here, so really he's about that. And then the Americans are like, oh, yeah, well, he wrote Common Sense that started our entire revolution. Right. So pretty cool guy. He broke it down for the common man during the American Revolution as to why we should separate ourselves from, from Britain. That's and really, through the power of his uh, pen, his, you know, his writing ability, really kind of rallied the cause. And, uh, you know. So really, he's credited with really starting the whole American idea that, like, screw the Brits, we're going to start our own country. But, you know, he never met a revolution that he didn't really like. <laughs> <laughs> what a great, you know, uh, um, well said. Um, so he was very instrumental in the American Revolution, then gets involved with the French Revolution, really gets beheaded Winds up there. in jail. Yeah, and so he was... He was a, a rabble rouser, but uh, a free spirit, a thinker. But, uh, you know, for a guy that in this country was credited for rallying the cause and giving us a reason for fighting the British by the end of the Revolutionary War, he's like a uh, person non grata because of some of his writings that he uh, came out with. Well, one of his letters was essentially France. was a blog that said, fuck George Washington, mm -hmm. and that kind of <laughs> set people yeah. off a little bit. <clears throat> and, and religion, uh, that uh, he was against uh, um, religion of a organized manner kind of a thing, that religion should be like self-centered within yourself type of thing, and uh, you know, that didn't sit too well with the, with the populace of the time. Uh, common, common opinion went against him, and uh, he became like we've got to forget about this guy. You know, we can we can talk about what he did. He should have us. a musical at the very least. <laughs> All right, there you go. maybe we can have a twin feature with uh, <laughs> and then we with Hamilton. To, we go to the last. 
the last, the most recent episode. Yeah, this is it. The Dodge Brothers. (laughs) The Dodge Boys, uh, as my buddy Nate Condit, who was so nervous to come on the show, and he shouldn't have been. He was a great guest. Um, If uh, he really broke it down for us. We had a podcast with him on the way down and a podcast with him on the way back, too. (laughs) Um, But he broke it down. The Dodge Brothers were essentially magicians, almost. It was, like, insane what they were able to come up with. Patents that they still hold, they're paying off. Um, they're not in control of the company anymore because the company got bought out. But the idea that um, they were essentially the Shark Tank investors that backed Henry Ford and the whole, you know, literally everything, uh, the Model and, T. Yeah, and they were engine, engineering geniuses with some of, the, like Kevin said, some of the stuff that they designed and engineered in early automotive history. Like we're talking like 1903, 1904 is still in vehicles today. And wow. if it wasn't for the Dodge brothers, Henry Ford is credited with, you know, the Model T Ford, and that was a game changer for the United States with uh, mass transportation, um, with everybody owning an automobile. But if it was but not the mechanics, for, yeah, if it, it was, was not Dodge, <laughs> if there was not for the Dodge brothers, Henry Ford just would have been another mechanic that didn't make it, kind of a thing. That, you know, Shark Tank. Yeah, uh, Shark Tank. Because <laughs> that was also like Henry. The his the Ford Motor Company was like his third endeavor into yeah. doing something like right. that. So yep. so tune into like, that one and find out all the lore details behind the names like Cadillac, Chrysler, all coming into play there. Dodge, Ford. I think you guys figured that one. Buick. Real quick, I just want to uh, throw a shout out over to Tyler. He's uh, that's Murphy's Wake over on uh, Instagram. He's a good dude. He just goes play Freebird. What kind of live show is this? Yeah. <laughs> one that'll get us kicked off of Facebook again if we actually did that. So no. a- <laughs> this is still going. Get a like. That's Harrington. You're going to see him tomorrow. By the way, get a little long on. This Imagine thing. if no they problem. survived. What they have? What could they have come out with? Yeah, that'd have been crazy. <laughs> is he talking about us or the Dodge Brothers? Jesus, um, <laughs> we're Leonard Skinner. Mark, uh, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You're getting dark after a couple of brews, buddy. Let me tell you. <laughs> that being said, we are going to wrap up, man. This has been absolutely awesome. Uh, excited, uh, Mark. You're you're an important friend of the show on this one too, dude. Because I, I remember yeah. how many panicked phone calls I gave you trying to <laughs> really? figure out what to do. One of my favorite with. things is listening to this on my long drives. You guys, you're the reason it didn't die as a book. Originally, I was going to write a book, and you're like, you might be able to do a podcast with this. But yeah, that was you, dude. <laughs> I still think there's potential beyond the podcast. There is. Uh, we got uh, the, again. Irons are always in the fire. Um, I'm going to see somebody tomorrow that I can kind of harass a little bit about stuff like that. But uh, I do want people to go ahead and, and follow Mark Riccadon if you can. We're going to work together again soon. I know it, yeah. it, comedy's coming back. It's starting to. It's coming. Where can they follow you right now if they want to check uh, you out? MarkRickAdonna.com, two C's, two N's. Um, but uh, you can also look up Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Uh, KP is on the second episode of season three. Uh, we, we're here in the same room. We have Kahuna. We have to bring in LP. <laughs> You're overdue, man. And right. I think uh, I want him and Richie crossover. to come to uh, the hangout with us. Um, Real quick, want to break one other thing down for you, if I can. Uh, the new format for the show is going to be as follows. We are doing, uh, it's, again, you're still going to get your free uh, episode every Tuesday. They're going to be one hour. We, we really catered <laughs> really some stuff. Gonna <laughs> we catered some stuff. Uh, script writing is going to be better. Uh, for a Patreon episode, again, five bucks. If you want to donate, help us out on the show or anything like that. It really uh, is super appreciated, and it goes directly to. We, don't, we make a little profit off of it. Um, 
I but, haven't seen gas money yet. No. Anyway, <laughs> when I say little bit, I mean we could. I could buy you a gallon on the way home if you want. But uh, no, that covers our studio time, man. They're very good to us over here, but they are a business. So we try to support a shared universe. Um, so again, four free episodes every week, going to be one hour length. Patreon for five bucks, you get access to where we get to do the deeper dives. That's going to be ninety minute episodes over there. And then at the end of the month, on YouTube or on Facebook Live, like we're trying to talk about it here. We're going to hang out and uh, and just do a, a loser in review thing, and that's where you're going to have to do some casting couches, Christian. Do you think you can pull that off? Or I can do it. In <laughs> review, maybe don't reveal the episode to me when you walk in the door, and I can plan like you guys do. No problem. That's it. <laughs> he's correct. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we spring that on the boy, don't we? we it's true. But, <laughs> but also, I've, I've come through on quite a few, okay? Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. I would say you have Hall of Fame uh, batting average. Board. We'd ask the, uh, <laughs> ask the listeners, too, to make some suggestions as to losers that they know of that might be brought to light. Um, we got a couple comments episodes. in there. So, I'm uh, telling you. Shout outs to all the listeners. Everybody's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all listeners man. are fantastic. But Nick and Stu, that, that's our two. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they're the big swinging dicks in the room when it comes to uh, uh, just being incredibly supportive. And they've come out and seen me do comedy live, so that's always a, a perk, too. Um, Lawrence Patrick, I love doing this show with you. I have a good time with it. All right, we're trying to keep you sharp. See what happens when I took the kids to Gettysburg and to Valley Forge and to uh, Ticonderoga. Paid, <laughs> paid off, or now I'm paying the price. I'm not. Sure I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> one Cancun trip would have cost you less than what we've done the show with. Then you'd have to drink with them. That's. A <laughs> <laughs> but all of that being said, man, uh, thank you to the Kahuna behind the ones and twos, Mike and Ming for putting this whole thing together, uh, letting us play around in the the yard, if you will. Uh, Mark Riccadonna, I, I can't wait for you to be back to work regularly, dude. All right. This Thank is, you. we're coming out of this pandemic. Yeah, say goodbye to COVID. Hello, comedy. Right? I can't believe it's been two years. That's, that's kind of bugged out to me. And we're not running out of subject matter. No. <laughs> we're really not. Uh, America nope. is not short on losers. There yeah, will always be a loser. That's <laughs> for every winner. LP, you want to say anything uh, on the way out to the people? Just how much I really appreciate everybody that uh, listens to the podcast and, uh, of course, we owe an extra special thank you to all our Patreons. Yeah, uh, check us out over on Patreon. We're having a good time over there. But if you can't afford it, I understand it. Enjoy the free episodes every Tuesday. That being said, guys, my name was uh, Kevin Patrick Burke, and uh, this was American Loser. American Loser, the day I was born. An American Loser, the day I was born.